0: Hello, microbe friends. I'm Dr. Justine Dees and welcome to the Joyful Microbe Podcast. It's the show all about the microbes we encounter in our daily lives. Thank you so much for tuning in. I can't wait to share this show with you. All right, we're celebrating microbe friends. This month marks the fourth anniversary of Joyful Microbe. So the podcast for Joyful Microbe started back in 2021, but the Joyful Microbe website was launched back in 2018. And I have had such a blast, creating articles, podcast episodes, and other resources on here to help you enjoy microbes in your daily lives and spread the knowledge about the microbial world with others. And so for this episode, I'm featuring ideas and tips about microbiology education from folks in the Joyful Microbe community. So, you all came up with some great ideas, fun ways you've explored and learned about the microbial world at home, and ways you've engaged your students about microbes, and so I'm going to share those today. But to start off before that, I just want to thank you all so very much, Um, all of you who listen to the podcast, all of you who read the blog and the articles, and who have Gotten the resources that I've created. It means so much to me. And simple things like replying to my emails mean a ton to me. I absolutely love reading your emails and just getting to know you a little bit better, communicating and just discussing whatever cool stuff that you've discovered or talking about what microbe you found out about that just blew your mind i love all of it and it's so fun to hear about um i did want to just share a few things that people said that were really really nice um i got a couple a few emails that i wanted to share with you and then a few podcast reviews before i move on to sharing the ideas and tips that you all gave me so hillary says My nine-year-old daughter found out about tardigrades from the wild krauts, and when we did some research online, your information came up. I've kept the subscription to your emails because they are so pleasant, informative, helpful, personable, smart, generous. It's actually nice to read them, whether I like science or not. I look forward, or sorry, I forward the information to, and I blanked out the school, but her daughter's school and share it with others. I know who likes science, do-it-yourself projects, homeschooling, etc. I love that you're following your passion and making it more accessible to others. So inspiring. So thank you, Hillary. That really meant a lot. And Farron wrote, thanks for making science understandable and interesting. You rock. <laughs> and then Deja wrote, I'm loving your vibe, your mission, and your information. Yes, let's be joyful about the beauty Delight and enlightenment that microbes offer. I love that. That's so cool. And then Megs and Bacon 1000x wrote a podcast review. Digestible Science. This is easily my favorite science podcast. Interesting guests and an experiment to do at home in each episode. And then hashtag Midnight Fan wrote Dr. D's. So I'm starting my first year of homeschooling high school this year in my curriculum actually scheduled me to listen to the podcast every week i'm so thankful that you started this podcast and are making it so easy to understand i have always loved science mostly biology and have been wanting an easy way to get some of that smushed into my busy week and even though it's scheduled i love listening to it over and over I have been really loving this podcast because it's all about nature and, of course, microbes. I plan on getting my master's degree in science and math and zoology, hopefully heading towards the veterinary career. Thank you so much for doing this podcast. <laughs> it's amazing to hear that there are students out there listening to this podcast. That makes me so happy. I, it's really amazing. Okay, and then the third and last pod, um, podcast review that I'm going to read to you. It's a joy to learn about microbes. There are a few places to learn about microbes and 99% are boring places, but this is the podcast where you can feel the joy and sincere interest in microbes. This will be the top podcast I listen to and re-listen to. I lead hikes every day at the Indiana Dunes National Park, which has the greatest biodiversity density in all of America. With biodiversity comes microbes. <laughs> Your cell count is 99% microbial. You are a bucket of microbes responsible for a human. <laughs> I'll listen to this podcast and grow. That is Ron Seaman, Indiana Dunes Hiking. So thank you, Ron. That was so awesome. Okay, so when preparing this celebratory podcast episode, I decided I wanted to highlight the amazing folks in the Joyful Microbe community. So I emailed the community and asked for ideas and tips about microbiology education, ways to explore it in, or learn about microbes at home, and ways to engage students. So the responses did not disappoint. Okay, here they are. Joel, who's an educator, says, I'm having students set up and monitor Winogradsky columns this semester with 100-level non-biology majors. The variable is the nutrients that they supplied the columns at the time of inoculation. The thing I'm doing that is a bit out of the ordinary is that the students are taking pictures with their phones, and we will do image analysis using some Python scripts that I will write up. We are using diatomaceous earth in an effort to see the colors more easily. We will do basic image analysis like separate the color channels and make masks, aka image segmentation, to figure out how much of their column's surface area has certain colors. (laughs) Because of color heterogeneity within the regions of each each column, we will likely need to apply blur filters to the colors so that The masked, segmented areas aren't splotchy. So how cool is that? You can take this idea and use this with, if you're an educator, use this um, idea with your classes. I think it's awesome. Another educator named Catherine says, hi, I just wanted to share something interesting that I did with the Winogradsky columns that my AP environmental science class has built using your instructions. We used mud and water from a stream in the school nature park area, but I had the students cover their jars with plastic wrap to hold in the moisture rather than leave them open to the air. It has had been about two and a half weeks. Several of the jars had swelled the plastic up because of trapped gases. I told the students that it could be methane or CO2, and we would test it with a burning splint to see. I put in, I put it in a fume hood And kept the glass down pretty far for safety's sake. But sure enough, when I loosened a plastic and put a burning splint to it, it flamed up with a blue flame. The students loved it. And it really brought home that bacteria produce methane in landfills and swamps. Turning the classroom lights down so that the flame is more visible is helpful, um... And she did that, and some of the students were able to film it on their phones. Also, do warn people to be careful though. I was careful to keep my fingers and hands away from the jar, I loosened the plastic film, and then lit it by using a lit splint rather than a match. The flame did burst outward a little in addition to straight up. So <laughs> I don't, I can't really imagine exactly how this works perfectly, but for anyone listening who. Wants to try this out, I can connect you with Catherine, um, and get a little bit more information. But I just want to share. I think it's so unique. These ideas are really, really cool. Taking something that, um, is a really neat activity, growing microbes in Winogradsky columns, and then expanding on that in a new way. I think it's really cool. Um, It sounds like, you know, it's going to require some caution and safety, but as long as you do it in a safe way, I think this is a really great way to demonstrate in a hands-on way how bacteria produce methane. Okay, so Rhiannon is an educator and says, I'm a science teacher, ages 11 to 18 years, And I've recently used the instructions on your website with some younger students in a science club activity to find tardigrades from a moss sample and look at them under a microscope. It was hugely successful and popular with the students. That is awesome. Um, Yeah, finding a tardigrade. If you go and um, you check out the, let's see, in the show notes for this episode, I'm going to link to the blog post that Uh, she's referring to with the instructions to find a tardigrade and you can also listen back to an older episode with doctors it's not that old actually dr sandeep aswarapa on episode 18 where he talked to me about oh so many things so many cool things about tardigrades but one of the coolest things that he described was how they emerge from their highly resistant resting state called the tun state And, um, so you can check out both of those, uh, the article and then the podcast episode. Let's see. So Kelsey is a student and science enthusiast. Since I recently graduated with a bachelor's in microbiology, I thought I could share a student's perspective on what made classes interesting to me. One of my favorite things that a professor did was to have each student do a short five minute presentation on their favorite microbe. This was really interesting because we got to learn about microbes that we wouldn't normally hear about and more of the cool things that microbes can do. For example, my presentation was uh, about Colobacter crescentis*, which produces a holdfast that can support a weight of up to 680 kilograms per square centimeter. This also made it a really low stress assignment that was easy to get full points on. This made both the class and microbiology more fun and interesting. I love that. I love that Kelsey decided to share her perspective as a student because we don't always know what the students think of things that we're trying out in class. And so just hearing that her professor did a great job and getting them researching something that interested them because they got to pick it and then also, just making it fun and knowing that they're going to get full points on it, too. I mean, that doesn't hurt, you know. Um, OK, so Kimberly, a science enthusiast, says a lot of what was fun in lab is not easily accessible to those of us who don't access the lab. It was fun to swab various surfaces and grow it on a plate of auger. Maybe do an expensive, inexpensive DIY home kit There might be some better stuff out there, but these are some ideas. And she links to a DIY microscope, which is a YouTube video. And she says, great for kids and easy to make. And then she also linked to homemade auger, so you can make your own auger plates. And Vincent, a science enthusiast, says, My favorite part in learning about microbes is the breadth of nature's defense. They actually are. When I was a kid back in the 70s and 80s, I remember hearing the doctors were over-prescribing antibiotics and that not taking all of your prescription was bad because both of these things contributed to antibiotic-resistant strains. At the time, I didn't know about the microbiomes in your skin, digestive system, etc., When I started learning more about them, I began to build an understanding about the fact that except for when microbes turn bad, (laughs) and he says, but who doesn't have an off week once in a while, that these tiny little microbe ecosystems are the wellness system that modern medicine should be focusing on and that antibiotics are the equivalent of nuclear war or chemotherapy, essentially a destructive 11th hour option. So um, here Vincent is um, showing, just kind of sharing a, um, how he has been learning about microbes and enjoying them, and um, so I'm continuing on, and he says, outside of medicine, I learned through you, (laughs) thanks Vincent, about microbes that are also nature's defense for the planet, much in the way they're, are different microbes specific to varying needs of different areas of my body. There are also specific microbes that clean up the detrimental effects uh, we have on nature, on land, and at sea. I like researching and knowing the specifics of which microbes do which jobs and applying that to what I can do to improve the status quo of my life and work by fostering the health of the various microbiomes. I love that. I love that Vincent takes this information and applies it to his life. And um, I think that's what we should all do. And it becomes more real when you do that. Lynn is an educator and science enthusiast. And she says... How about everybody's favorite cheese? (laughs) So I think she was just saying that, you know, learning about cheese and um, maybe even making cheese is a way to learn about microbes. And um, she says, I found Michael Pollan's book Cooked Fabulous as a Teaching Tool. Lots of ideas in there. I'm a retired home ec teacher in British Columbia where I taught this stuff in foods classes for years. So I love that, Lynn. Thanks for sharing. And Nivedita is a science enthusiast and says, "Here's a microbiology idea that is very popular in India: growing microbes using food waste to make household cleaning agents." And then she links to a website that teaches you how to do that. This is so cool! I've never done it. I don't know much about it, but I think it's it's a really neat idea and probably really cool for other people to explore that have not before and Sabine is a science enthusiast, and she says, I may have a microbial idea. I recently set up a new aquarium with fishes. A tank filter takes four to six weeks to stabilize, grow the bacteria necessary to turn fish waste into poisonous ammonia, poisonous nitrate to finally nitrate. A long time ago, I helped many newbies asking for advice in fish forums because their fish died during this time. They thought they put in a filter that cleans the water instantly. They had no idea that microbes were involved that had to multiply to get the job done, kind of like sourdough. I think that is really neat. Um, And I have, I I kind of, it's like something you forget about. We have, uh, my husband and I had a fish tank for a while and... It is true that there is a biological aspect to it where you have microbes growing on the filters, and they're really crucial for the health of the tank. So I think that's really neat. Lastly, we have Sandipani, science enthusiast, um, and he just shares his thoughts on microbes. It's all because of the microbial environment inside of our body that keeps human life going from immunity to vitamin B12 synthesis to digestion. Taking unnecessary antibiotics ultimately harms our own friendly environment of microbes. Thank you to everyone who replied to my emails and gave these awesome ideas and thoughts and um, just tips on ways to learn about the microbial world. I think that these are so neat and other people can take these ideas and absolutely run with them. All right. And now um, I'm just going to wrap it up by saying that I would love to hear from more of you. I would love to hear what you've learned, how you've learned. And then lastly, what would you like to learn about this coming year? Um, What what kind of topics do you want to hear about? I mean, I love creating resources for Joyful Micro, but the only way I know what you want most is for you to share what you'd like for me to make so send me an email and tell me a little bit about yourself and what you'd like to learn about this year and also if you want to be in the know and chat with me through email and receive the newsletter then join the joyful microbe community and um, I'll have a link to that in the show notes and then also Winogradsky columns were mentioned in the episode. And I have a guide that teaches you how to create a Winogradsky column, but then also provides resources for you to do this in the classroom. And so if you'd like to get that, you can go to joyfulmicrobe.com slash joyful Winogradsky column. And there will there will also be a link to it in the show notes. Lastly, I looked through the most popular blog posts from this past year. And it's really cool. Um, we have a. The top post was on Geosman, the smell of soil and rain. And then the next one was an interview with Jessica Popescu about teaching high school microbiology and she shared a bunch of really great microbiology activities for high school students and then the um, third one is the best compound microscopes for looking at bacteria and um, I just went through and did some research I have my own compound microscope at home that I love ultimately after doing more research and looking around online I still believe that it's the best one and, um, I just think what I would do to upgrade it would be to get a trinocular versus a binocular. And so I talk about that in this, um, article. And, um, so that's my top recommendation is to get the trinocular swift. And, um, but you can find out about that in that, uh, article and it's linked in the show notes. All right. <laughs> um, I hope you enjoyed this episode and, I will talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Joyful Microbe Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. If you'd like to help others who love microbes to find the podcast, then please leave a rating and a review for the show. And tell a friend. To learn more about the Joyful Microbe, head on over to joyfulmicrobe.com where you will find the show notes and all the links and resources mentioned. If you love Joyful Microbe and would like to support the show, you can do so by leaving a virtual tip through coffee. The link is in the show notes and on joyfulmicrobe.com at the bottom of the page. Thanks again, microbe friends. Talk to you next time.